Hi, this is Sink, and you're watching, wait, you're listening to Final Fantasy Union. Hi everyone and welcome to a special edition of the Final Fantasy Union podcast. Type Zero HD is obviously now out and I'm your host Daryl and we're joined by Dan. Hello. And we're also joined by Christina V. Hey Christina. Hi everyone. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm on vacation for the weekend. Um, I'm sorry I sound so stuffy. I have allergies. That's the dedication. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Christina has been involved in loads of different voiceover projects from both anime and video games some highlights include roles in sailor moon killer kill dragon guard 3 blaze blue and she also voices riven in league of legend and has been involved in hosting for league of legends events what was that like that was amazing the first time i did anything like that and the support that you know we received all the hosts those years was so much fun and it gave me you know, it really made me want to start doing more on-camera stuff. And so, yeah, I'm really happy that I was able to do that. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, for the purposes of this interview, we are most interested in your role as Sync in Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. Yay! It's finally out! Yes, yes it is. Yay! <laughs> but yeah, before we get on to talking about Christina's illustrious career, I'd like to remind everyone that Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. And it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and, for the purposes of these interviews, Square Enix. It will come out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. So, first question is from James Samuel Vera, and he wants to know, what inspired you to pursue a career in voice acting? Hi, James. So, I... And I hear this is a pretty uncommon story, but I always wanted to be a voiceover actor. That's what I grew up wanting to be. In fact, um, I was watching this show when I was about seven called Sailor Moon. And it hit me around then, maybe when I was like eight, eight years old, let's say, that somebody was providing voices for Sailor Moon, that somebody's job was to be Sailor Moon. And I wanted to be that person. So that's what really got me started because um, I grew up during that era of, you know, the Disney renaissance. And um, yeah, I wanted to be in anime. I wanted to be in Disney cartoons. And back then, video games weren't really being voiced. But it was really awesome when, you know, we started getting auditions for games and um, when they started becoming fully voiced. So that's how I decided to be a voice actor. So that must have been so cool then, because, you know, if, if Sailor Moon was essentially what inspired you to get into it, when it's come full circle and you're now playing like a, one of the main roles in that in that series it's really affirming to me because we're dubbing the original series again i never expected to be that character in the same show i grew up watching so it's really affirming to me and it kind of makes me feel like i'm doing something right and that i can do anything that if i really really work towards it so i'm really happy about being cast in sailor moon that's a pretty inspirational story <laughs> yeah right? definitely achieving your dreams yeah, yeah. <laughs> dreams <laughs> <laughs> i suppose off the back of that um obviously yeah you say you wanted to get into to voice acting like in general but how about like in video games how did you actually get started voicing video games asked um that's a question from david lightning sarah farron 
So my first experience with voice acting in games was in Street Fighter 2 for SNES. And, you know, all that was was, ha, yeah, yatta. And um, that, <laughs> playing, growing up, I think, you know, even growing up with video games as they kind of evolved into being voiced has really helped me out because I can see what they want. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't really get it. Like, what's, what's that mean? Like, getting hit grunt, you know? And the way I got into video games was I had my foot in the door. I was starting to do some anime. And suddenly we started getting anime video games in. And so they wanted the anime voice actors to do it. And so that's how I started getting my first uh, video game roles. So who did you play in Street Fighter then? Oh, I, uh, I'm not in Street Fighter yet. But um, I was talking about playing it as a kid. Oh, on right. SNES. I think we, we thought you meant yeah, you're actually the voice oh, sorry. in. That would be amazing. That's one of my goals to be in a Street Fighter game. I was going to tell you, you must have started really young as a voice actor. <laughs> you know, five years old. Yeah. This next question is from Mando Tellers. He wants to know, how did you feel about voicing a character in a popular franchise such as Final Fantasy? Um, so one of my goals, my bucket list items for voice acting was to be in a Final Fantasy game. And I didn't know this was Final Fantasy when I auditioned for it because they don't tell you. They give you a code name. And I thought, oh, wow, this looks like Final Fantasy. <laughs> oh, there's a Moogle in this game. All right. Yeah, um, there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of gives it away then, isn't it? <laughs> so much for code names. Yes. I mean, you know, you just kind of take it in good faith. Like, oh, okay, maybe this ga- Have you guys heard what the code, code name for this game was? I think it, it was something quite ridiculous, right? Um, you know, on paper, it doesn't look very bad because it's just a capital P. <laughs> that was it. It was but, called P. Uh, it was, no, no, no. It was called Yellow P. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. And I didn't think anything of it till I said it out loud. I was like, oh, interesting. So I'm auditioning for Yellow P. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those many auditions you get from your agent. And uh, I, I submitted and, you know, I tried to forget all about it. But I thought, man, that game looks pretty cool. Um, and about half a year later, I hear that I'm on hold to record for it, which is a long time. Yeah, and I was I was really excited and a little bit nervous at first to be part of such a huge franchise and to know that my character is one of the playable characters. Because, I mean, it's always a little scary when, you know, your dreams actually do come true. It's like, oh, all right, let's, let's get this right then. Um, I'm very excited and happy to be part of it. I feel very proud. And, um, yeah. Wow, two things off your bucket list, Sailor Moon and Final Fantasy. That's, that's yeah! really impressive. I don't think many <laughs> people you. could really say that they've achieved that much in their lives that we know what they actually set out to do ah thank you i still have so much oh yeah yeah exactly now you gotta think of even bigger goals yeah let's see another final fantasy game or another sailor moon series (laughs) 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 so Hmm. natalie asks um about your character in final fantasy type 0 hd uh sync what's your favorite thing about her my favorite thing about sync um i was really happy to hear how powerful she is in battle because I love how, I don't even know how to describe this character archetype, because she's not, she's just really silly, and she talks very slow, for one. Oh, yeah, I really don't know how to describe her, but um, I love that such an adorable character like Sink gets to pack a mace. Which is like bigger than her. Butt. Yeah, it's gigantic. 
And um, that, I think that's my favorite thing about her. And off the back of that, uh, Derwin Hughes was actually wondering if there's anything that you can relate to with regards to her kind of quirky and childlike attitude. I think that Sink is actually me. If I was, you know, uh, amped up to like 100%, <laughs> I think I'd be very similar to Sink because uh, I definitely do have that. I, people have described me as quirky and, you know, a little bit odd, and I am. And uh, I think that's the reason, that's probably the reason I got to play Sync. It's like, oh, I totally get you, Sync. I know what you're doing here. So, uh, yeah, I I definitely relate to the quirky aspects of Sync. What's what's that saying that Sync has? Like, if you're going to hit something, make sure you hit it really, really hard. Or something like that, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. I agree. So, um... Sync refers to a lot of characters in game using cute nicknames. Did you actually have any influence over those names? Or were they all like written in stone in the script and you just followed what was written down? Oh, you know what? I think they were already adorable as is. So we kept them that way. It's <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have, I didn't uh, get to write any of the names. I think Moglin is, uh, is definitely one of the nicknames that's going to stick around for a while. Yeah, I love Moglin. <laughs> So this next question is from Knight of Gales, who wants to know, does your approach or process change when you portray a colder character such as Ruri compared to a, a more bubbly one such as Sink? Ooh. See, this is like, okay, I'm either cast as two characters. One is like the really like quirky, silly one, or I'm cast as emo- emotionally damaged. And so, yeah, it changes a lot. Um you know, you just have to, it's completely different acting wise. And I'm glad that I get to play both because I love playing both. Um, when it comes to the cold and kind of emotionally detached characters, um, I'm really happy that I get, you know, to do that for work, to get to go to that place and explore those emotions. I guess it must be quite draining as well as like an actor. To, or is it, I mean, what's it like to explore those kind of emotions? Do you feel at the end of it, like, you know, thank God it's over? Like, or do you. Is it like an acting process that you just seem to go through and just, you know, quite naturally, almost? You know, I feel like it's pretty cathartic. I did this show called Madoka Magica, and I play a character named Homura Akemi, and she goes through, like, the most, the hugest character arc I've ever seen in any show. But I loved every minute playing of it. It, it. It's not tiring at all. I mean, I think, you know, acting in general is tiring because you're using so much mental energy and even physical energy when you're in the booth. But, um, you know, I'm really happy for those moments that I get to to explore those sides of, you know, human emotion and personality. So um, let's take it back to, um, to Final Fantasy Type-0. If yes. you could pick any weapon when going into battle, would you also pick a huge giant mace like Sink? Or do you go for something else? You know, I really like the ranged weapons. I like to be, you know, I like to hit from far away than run away. What are my options? I know Deuce has a flute. Yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> that's what everyone remembers. Deuce has a flute, um, but yeah, we've got like big, uh, big spears. We've got bows and arrows, guns, cards. Does anybody shoot rainbows? Not that I know of. But we could make we could make a gun. Well, technically, I guess you've got a magic gun, so that kind of could shoot rainbows. Yeah, and and I think I mean Ace <laughs> has like fires laser beams. Sometimes mm-hmm. laser beams are pretty cool. See, I, I like that. It's you can hit from really far away. I guess you know, gun. Yeah, you can shoot, but it's I don't know. It's not as elegant as a laser or a rainbow. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> We're just nodding at each other right now. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe it's something you can uh, suggest to to Badassan for uh, for the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah there is one. I suppose. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good support weapon. You know, blind your enemies with with bright colours. Yeah, just say it's been suggested by Christina. There needs to be a weapon that fires rainbows. It can be Sink's alternate weapon. Sink should shoot laser beams or rainbows. I think it'll match her personality. That's it. Oh yeah, no. If when she when she smashes the ground, yeah, rainbows come out. Yeah, that'd be perfect. So on that note, um, we got a question from Natalie, another one, who actually wants to know, if you can remember, do you know what Sync actually says when she uses her earthquake ability? Because she's never been able to quite catch on to it. Okay, so luckily we discussed this before we started the interview, because I, was, I didn't know exactly what the earthquake ability was. But when I think it's like my favorite line that I got to say in the game, too. And so when she does the earthquake ability, she says, Crumble! Which is crumble, but really held out. And I'm really interested to hear like what other people kind of interpreted it as. We heard a, uh, what was it? Cripple. Um, ripple. R- cripple. Yep, ripple. Ripple. Yeah, there's there's a few different variations in there, but it's, yeah, no one's been able to officially say what it is so far. So it's good that we know. Officially, it is crumble. Hooray! Mystery solved. Yeah. <laughs> the shame we didn't put sub- put subtitles in that. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think people would really be that bothered, but I guess yeah, never underestimate that. So Kyle Katan nineteen ninety five asks, "What was your first gaming console?" I mean, that's even assuming that you you know you are a big gamer yourself. My first gaming console. Well, guys, it was uh, Nintendo and Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, old time, way yes. back. Yeah, same as same as me. Yeah, that was that was my first. Yeah, I mean, I remember being pretty new and having that for years and you think we even had to buy a replacement at one point but yeah i started way back then hardcore broke yeah (laughs) hardcore playing did you get the one because i remember i distinctly remember i got the super mario and duck hunt double pack with mine oh you had the same yes definitely super mario brothers and duck hunt and then we had like that coliseum one with the mat that never really worked you know what I'm talking about? Like you run and you jump. I think I I never had it, but I do remember like seeing like pictures of it, you know, like in yeah. top 10 lists on the internet, you know. <laughs> but I, I don't think yeah. I ever owned it one. Yeah, that that was my very first. What's your most recent console? Uh, I just bought a PS4 in December. It's a good, good purchase, especially with uh, Type-0 HD just releasing. Uh, <laughs> no, that I was a bad neither... segue. <laughs> no. I, w- I will neither confirm nor deny that is the reason why I bought a PS4. <laughs> I'll confirm that that's the, that's the reason why I bought one. <laughs> that's the reason why I bought it. Yes. Good, good call. Good call. So we have another question here from Knight of Gales who wants to know, um, based on your, your pretty balanced resume between video games and anime, are there any differences between the two types of roles or aspects that you kind of prefer over doing one against the other? So anime, we actually dub it to picture. It's already been done in another language. I mean, sometimes games have been too, but we're kind of we're kind of limited by what we can do because of the lip flaps that it's already there. Um, but I still love doing it. Um, video games, you have a bit more freedom. It actually takes a lot less time to record for the most part. Um I love both. Both have their rewards. It's really hard to choose one or the other, but I'm glad that I get to do a whole variety of, you know, different types of voiceover acting because, yeah, they're, they all ha- are really rewarding in their own ways. So moving on to something slightly different, but you've amassed over 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. And one of your highlights yes. is your singing, um, singing your wide vocal range. But 
is adopting different personas for singing similar to how you approach like different voice acting styles? It is actually the same thing. I began to sing because I love to act and I found it was another way to act. And when I started my YouTube channel, it was when I was still in high school, still in college, actually. Um, and I wasn't really working a lot yet, but I knew that this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it however I can. And YouTube is a great platform for getting your work out there. Um, so that's the reason why I started posting songs on YouTube. But um, yeah, one of my favorite things was kind of discovering what I can do with my voice. Because um, I definitely can do the high-pitched, cute thing or sing a song like Soul, Soul Eater. Sorry, I meant Snake Eater. <laughs> And that has actually really helped out with my voiceover acting as well, because it kind of showed me what I can do. Have you had many roles where you've been able to kind of incorporate the two? So have you, have you had to do much singing in your voiceover work? Oh, yeah. Um, I got to sing in one of the Adventure Time video games, which was amazing. Um, Sailor Mars sings in an episode of Sailor Moon. And we got to record a couple songs for the show called K-On! And we got to sing the songs in English. Oh, that must be cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So on that note, I mean, some of the songs that you've got on your channel are in Japanese. Um, has that helped at all when you're voicing Japanese characters? Yeah, especially when I first got started. You know, directors and producers were kind of amazed that I can emulate those sounds that they make because they usually have to explain in detail what that sound means, like the whole <laughs> and <laughs> those sounds. But because, like I said, I grew up with it, watching anime, playing video games. Um, I knew what it was and what it meant and how it sounded like and I've become really good at kind of emulating those sounds and uh, it's a really good thing to know especially when you want to be a voice actor because you do so much of them Wow, that's, I've learned something today then <laughs> So without spoiling the ending of Type Zero HD was it emotional to record? Especially your character I'd say So the ending without spoiling anything um, well, we see Sink as, you know, she's always, as in her own words, she's always happy. And she's just a character who just kind of seems unfazed by everything. You know, she just kind of rolls through life and it's like, whatever. So when she, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell them that they, she cries. Um, to hear her break down like that, it's kind of, it makes you want to protect her. And it's really powerful because, up until this point, you've only seen, you know, the the silly, happy sink. I was, I mean, I felt really honored to play that part. And um, I was really happy to see, like, this other side of her when we're recording that. Yeah, it must have been quite interesting, obviously, because when that line came up, were, were you a bit kind of taken aback? Oh, yeah. Well, they told me what was going on. What? What? Really? Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I was very surprised by it. Yeah, on that note, I mean, talking about the recording sessions, um, were there any funny moments, uh, especially when recording synth because she's so quirky? Did that kind of translate into any any uh, weird things that happened throughout recording? Weird things that happened. You know what? I remember one line. I was laughing so hard. It was one. I don't really recall what was happening, but some officers were laughing at Sync and somebody else, and Sync just started laughing with them. <laughs> and outlasting them and i thought it was so funny so yeah it's always a little bit hard to move past when you get the giggles in the booth but as for anything odd i was on my i was really on my best behavior these sessions I was like all right gotta do it right this is final fantasy um i can't remember anything 
really outlandishly silly that's happened. If I think of something, I'll let you know. It's fair enough. You know, sometimes, yeah, if you, especially if you're on your best behavior, then, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us, Christina. I think that's, that's all the questions we've got time for. Yeah. Thank you, guys. No, no worries. It's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for taking your time out. Yeah, my pleasure. But yeah, be sure to check back with us in the future because we've got some more Type 0 HD interviews lined up. Well, quite a few more, actually. But yeah, we've got a ton coming out. Um, but yeah, for this time, thank you so much for speaking with us, Christina. Thank you guys so much for having me. Take care, everybody.